Ever since the fall, God's people have sometimes struggled to enjoy the peace that God offers through faith in his promises. In our first reading, a strong believer and man of God, Elisha, prays for his weaker brother in the faith to physically be able to see what God wants us to always see through the eyes of faith. We read from 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 8 through 17. Now when the king of Aram was waging war against Israel, he would make plans with his officials, saying, My camp will be at such and such a place. But the man of God would send a message to the king of Israel, saying, Be careful when you pass this place, because the Arameans are going down there. So the king of Israel would send scouts to the place that the man of God had pointed out. So the man of God warned him, and he was kept safe and not just once or twice. The king of Aram was enraged because of this. He summoned his officials and said to them, Won't you tell me who of us is for the king of Israel? One of his officials said, No, my lord the king, it is Elisha, the prophet in Israel, who tells the king of Israel the words which you speak in your bedroom. Then he said, Go and see where he is. I'll send men and capture him. He was told, Dothan is where he is. Dothan was on the northern edge of the territory of Samaria. So he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. They came at night and surrounded the city. When the man of God's servant got up early and went out, there were soldiers, horses, and chariots surrounding the city. So the the attendant said to Elisha, Oh no, my lord, what will we do? He answered, Don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, Oh lord, open his eyes so that he can see. Then the lord opened the servant's eyes, and he saw that the hills were full of horses and chariots of fire, all around Elisha. This is the word of the Lord. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text upon which we'll meditate this morning was the Old Testament reading from 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 8 through 17, which started like this. Now when the king of Aram was waging war against Israel, he would make plans with his officials, saying, My camp will be at such and such a place. But the man of God would send a message to the king of Israel saying, Be careful when you pass this place because the Arameans are going down there. So the king of Israel would send scouts to the place that the man of God had pointed out. And so the man of God warned him and he was kept safe, not just once or twice. The king of Aram was enraged because of this. He summoned his officials and said to them, Won't you tell me who of us is for the king of Israel? One of his officials said, No, my lord the king, it is Elisha, the prophet in Israel, who tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. Then he said, Go and see where he is. Then I'll send men and capture him. He was told, Dothan is where he is. So he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. They came at night and surrounded the city. 
When the man of God's attendant said to Elisha, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. When the man of God's servant got up early and went out, there were soldiers, horses, and chariots surrounding the city. So his attendant said to Elisha, Oh no, my lord, what will we do? He answered, Don't be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, O Lord, open his eyes so that he can see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he saw that the hills were full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. The king of Aram was convinced that there must be a spy in his ranks. There must be a spy. Because every time the king of Aram moved his camp to attack Israel, the king of Israel was always one step ahead of him. So Aram reached a logical conclusion. One of his own royal officials must be funneling information to Israel. The king of Aram was enraged because of this, it says. He summoned his royal officials and said to them, Won't you tell me who of us is for the king of Israel? But he wasn't quite right. There must be a spy, he thought. And yes, the king of Israel was receiving intelligence reports about where the king of Aram was headed. The reports were not coming from one of Aram's men, however. They're coming from the Lord's man in Israel, the prophet Elisha. In fact, if there is a spy here, he's probably working against the Israelites and on behalf of the Arameans. How else would the Arameans know this? No, my lord the king, it's Elisha, the prophet in Israel, who tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. And the officials already know where this Elisha is. Dothan is where he is. What do you think Elisha's capture would mean for Elisha, for Elisha's servants and his attendants? They would likely be made examples of, and that would mean anything but a quick and easy death. Once they were disposed of, Israel would be at Aram's mercy. In the middle of the night, a strong force surrounded Dothan where Elisha and his servants were staying, and Elisha's servant saw this. And when he did, he did what men naturally do. He became afraid. After all, he was not a soldier. Elisha's other servants were not soldiers. Elisha himself was not a soldier. But they're surrounded by soldiers and chariots and horses, the, the chariots being the armored cavalry of their day. That's what they saw. One attendant exclaimed with panic and distress, Oh no, my lord, what will we do? Move forward a couple thousand years. What about you? What scary things do you see? What do you see that threatens you and makes you think, Oh no, what will I do? For different people, it's different things. Some people are genuinely afraid as they see gasoline and food prices spiking, the plague of inflation. For many families, this is a real threat to their well-being, and it fills their minds with, what will we do? 
Retirees see their income, their investments evaporating with a crashing stock market. For others, the thought of a shooting war or a nuclear war with a major military power is what makes them most afraid. And the list goes on. The illnesses of the day, the monkeypox virus, or the illness of our generation, COVID. Fractured friendships, broken family relationships. We see it all around us and we wonder, what will we do? We live in a country where crime is increasing, violent crime even. Christians around the world are suffering for their faith, forced to worship underground with hostile governments that threaten them physically. What will we do if it is us? The soldiers, the horses and chariots have us surrounded. That is what we see. And when we see what we see, we often react the same way that Elisha's servant reacted. We fear. We borderline panic, or we react as though what we see is all there is. Oh no, what will we do? So Elisha answered, don't be afraid. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. The attendant was not seeing the full reality. He saw only the danger, but there was much, much more that he could not see. We read, Then Elisha prayed and said, O Lord, open his eyes so that he can see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he saw that the hills were full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Now, it is worth the effort to close your eyes and try to imagine the scene. The low hills surrounding the city of Dothan hosted the Lord's invisible army of angels, seen as horses pulling chariots of fire. When you close your eyes and visualize it, it's amazing enough. But imagine seeing it in person with your own eyes. Elisha's panicky servant got to see just that. At Elisha's request, the Lord opened the servant's eyes to see what he could not see before, that those who are with us are more than those who are with them. When we see many enemies and threats that fill our hearts with fear and make us say, oh no, what will we do? Remember, it's what we don't see. It's what we don't see that really matters, that those who are with us are more than those who are with them. So, of course, the question is, who? Who are those who are with us? Who are the ones we don't see? It can certainly include the same angel hosts who surrounded Elisha. The Lord himself calls himself the Lord of hosts, or as the EHV translates it, the Lord of armies. And yes, God's angels are an army that God uses to surround and to protect his people. They are with us, and they are more than anything that fights against us. Those angels, each of them is immortal, each of them is invincible, and most important, they're God's agents. 
But we have more than that. We have more than just the protection of God's angels. We have the protection of our good shepherd and our risen savior. He's the one who personally battled and defeated the scariest and most dangerous enemies of all, the ones even the angels could not overcome on their own. Jesus, our Savior, crushed the head of our archenemy, Satan. He rose to kill death. He sacrificed himself to save us from sin. And he lives to watch over us every moment of our lives. He has conquered our eternal enemies. So why fear them? By comparison, everything else is less intimidating. We see frightening things around us that make us say, Oh no, what shall we do? But it's what we don't see. That God has surrounded us with his angels and with his risen son. Elisha's servant finally did get to see the chariots and horses of fire after the Lord opened his eyes. So we also can pray, Lord, open our eyes to see. We don't see our Savior. We don't see angels with our physical eyes this side of Judgment Day. But open the eyes of our faith now. Help us to hear and trust the promises of your word. Lead us back each day to the saving waters of our baptism where we saw our Savior in faith for the first time. Lord, give us a faith that sees that those who are with us are more than those who are with our enemies. Lord, make us realize that the helpers we cannot see are greater than the threats we can see. Send your Spirit to open our spiritual eyes to see Jesus risen and alive and fighting for us. Quiet our fear and still our panic, and with the eyes of our faith wide open, give us peace. How would you like to hear the rest of the story of Elisha and the Arameans? It won't take long, and it's a sort of surprise ending. First, Elisha prays that the Lord would strike the Aramean forces blind. And then Elisha instructs the Arameans that the man they are looking for is not in the city. Follow me, he says, and I'll take you to Elisha. And then he leads them to Samaria and right into the hands of the king of Israel. It says, when the king of Israel saw them, he said to Elisha, Shall I strike them down, my father? Shall I strike them down? Israel's king seems pretty eager to slaughter the Lord's enemies, and you might guess that that was the reason that Elisha had led them there. But it is not. Continues. Elisha said, Do not strike them down. Would you strike down a man that you had captured with your own sword and bow? Set food and water before them so they can eat and drink and then go back to their master. So the king gave a great feast for them. They ate and drank, and then he sent them on their way, and they went to their master. The Aramean raiding parties did not come into the land of Israel anymore. That's the right way to look at the scary things that we face in this world to simply realize that they are no match for the Lord. 
What we don't see is greater than what we do see. In the end, God will give us peace and rest from all of the frightening things that we see in this world, but he will do it in his time and in his own way. Elisha told the king of Israel not to strike down blind prisoners of war, but instead to treat them well and send them home. And the result was peace for God's people. It may seem like a strange way for the Lord to accomplish peace, but he did it in his time and in his way. This is the promise of the one that we do not see except with the eyes of faith. We will have relief from all the things that make us say, oh no, what shall we do? Sometimes the Lord grants that rest quickly and in ways that our minds find satisfying. Say we're threatened financially. Maybe we'll land quickly a new job that is well-paying and immediately we sense relief and peace. But at other times, the Lord withholds relief for a while, and that may frustrate our minds and leave us struggling. Illness or pain, for example, may linger with us all the way to the gates of heaven. A family conflict may take years to resolve. But the risen and living Lord remains greater than all of the threats around us. One way or another, we will have peace. It may not be as fast as we'd like or in the way that we would like, but we will have it. And when the Lord does delay from delivering us from frightening things that surround us, we can repeat the prayer that Elijah said about his servant. O Lord, open our eyes so that we can see. Lord, help us remember Easter. Help us see our risen Savior in his word and in the sacrament. Open the eyes of our faith so that we can know that those who are with us are more. Your Savior and his angels are on your side. For all the scary things in the world surrounding you, Jesus surrounds you too. He is greater. He is the one who rescued you from your eternal enemies with his holy life, his death, and his resurrection. From every frightening thing, you will have peace and rest at last. Lord, open our eyes to see. Amen.